Jordan. Welcome to the Big Golf Show. I'm your host, Nick Andreco. Along with your host, Eric Arbay. Eric, how you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. We're talking, what are we going to, we're, well, the Big Golf Show is about, for those that don't know, is about uh, talking all things the business of golf, talking about technology, education, marketing, branding, image. All that fun stuff a that lot has of, to do with golf. Yep. A lot of fun stuff. We, we're going to talk a little bit about branding, uh, more importantly, maybe image today. Yeah. We'll talk about your image for golf courses and golf professionals and why that's so important. So, so Nick, why let's, let's, let's start off with an in-depth conversation, maybe about, okay. uh, very in-depth <laughs> about, uh, let's say you're a golf professional. I think now more than ever, it's, it's more important to have a really solid image and you could call that your, your brand, your personal brand, right? So, Tell me why. Why is that important for the golf professional? And then we can get into golf courses. Why it's definitely important for a golf course. But as a golf professional, well, uh, first, I mean, let's back up a second just to give a little context here. Is that um, you know, you and I both were in the green grass facility mm-hmm. right out of college, and we did internships, so we got to see, um, we got to really see that side of the business. And while we were there, we, you know, we dabbled in a lot of this stuff and we dabbled in it in high school and college as well. But, um, we really, really got into it, you know, hardcore, uh, when we, when we decided to, uh, to launch golf web design. And I think that gives us a very unique perspective of the business. And, uh, we, we see it, we work with ad agencies, um, all the time. And uh, we do a lot of uh, work with them, and they—that's something that they they really talk about, and they really try to emphasize with their clients. So I think that how we basically take the knowledge that we have learned from them and working with them, and apply it to golf and mm-hmm. the golf professionals. Mm-hmm. So having an image is important for golf pros because um, it basically gives you it—it it defines your. The customer can can basically recognize you easier, and they can and they could. It gives them something to identify with. So it doesn't have to be when we talk about branding and image. We don't talk about. I'm not talking about a logo. You know, I'm talking about your entire, the entire, basically the entire the complete package that you're giving uh, that customer, and um, and that's how in golf I think that's how your brand is built. I think there's a little confusion. We're not trying to build the Pepsi brand by promoting the Pepsi logo. You know, we're um, trying to you, build your personal brand. It, it's a personal brand which doesn't need. Not, if you have a logo, if it's something you feel you want to do, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But that should not your logo shouldn't define your business. That's what you do and how you act yeah. and how you present yourself really defines your image and your brand and your business. Yes, I, I think, would you agree when we talk about image and branding with a lot of uh, golf professionals, it's more of, hey, what are you doing, you know, what are you doing to build your, your especially online, but what are you doing to build your image through a relationship standpoint, mm-hmm. not through a, you know, a visual standpoint, example, like flyers and and logos, and those all have their place, yeah, and I, I think the more pros that we've talked with and come into contact with, 
the more we see that relationships are such a big part of our industry. We've known that kind of for a long time, and, you know, we've experienced that through, you know, training through GPTP and everything. But, you know, now more so than ever, especially with technology and the social web, if you want to call it that, uh, Twitter and Facebook and everything, that, that real relationships, that building relationships with people and being real in those relationships uh, is is definitely something that's going to build your image and your brand. So when they think of you, you know, they think of oh, what's Nick Andreco? What kind of person is he like? You know, they're going to think of oh yeah, he he connects with me. You know, he he gets it. And no matter where where they see you or think about you, they that's what they think about you. That that your brand, your image, that's their image in their head of you. Yeah, and no, and I I think that's what we try to get across is that you're not trying to create a national or global brand unless that's something you're trying to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's are. a couple instructors out there. You know, I'm Butch and and David um, try to do that, mm-hmm. and and the, and that's you know, there's a very very small market for what they're doing, and mm-hmm. you know, you got to know a lot of right people and make a lot of smart moves and get get really really lucky. Mm-hmm. Not saying that those guys aren't good instructors. That's not what we're saying, but. You got to. There's a lot of great instructors that are never going to get to that level. There's a lot of instructors that are probably better than Butch and David, I'm sure. Um, but you got to build. You got to build your image. Uh, we always tell everybody start small. You know, start local. Start at your club, and because that's really what's important. Is what I don't care what people in. You know the. If I'm on the East Coast, I don't really care what the people on the West Coast. If they even know me, if they don't know my image. Chances are, I'm not making money off that. If that, you know, if I'm if my goal is to teach and make money at a club, you know, promoting and interacting with people all over the world is not going to directly grow my brand locally. Mm-hmm. So we always tell everybody, and everyone has different goals, but starting small. I mean, start when you introduce somebody on your business cards. You should have your Facebook and Twitter. You think so? Information, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we made that point at the PGA show to, um, you know, we, we joked around about we're on our business cards. We're just going to put our Twitter handle. That's it. That's Nothing it. else. Why do you need anything else? That's how they can connect with you, right? Yeah, and that doesn't apply. Once again, it doesn't apply to everybody, but it's it, it's unique to us, and you know, it it, it applies to pro, to. to certain businesses but if you're a golf professional i mean you don't need to to overload your business cards with information Mm -hmm. you know i mean give them incentive to go look around Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong i would even i would even branch out as far to say you put on uh you know john smith in the front of the card and underneath it uh the web your website that's it and that's it and on the back if you're if you're big in twitter if you like twitter on the back of the card maybe put your twitter handle but that's it. Force people, and, and it's not forcing, that's a wrong word, Is but dr- get people and drive them to your website. You know, if they're, if they're interested in getting in touch with you, if you were intriguing enough when you talked with them, when you interacted with them, they're going to go to your website and try to find that information and get in touch with you. If you weren't, if you were just your average Joe and um, didn't provide anything to them or didn't get that message across to them, they're not, they're not going to be a long-term customer anyways, I don't think. Well, so doing something like that, like something just simple, just, you know, maybe having a business card with something unique with just your name and your website, that right there states something about you. That's building your brand right there. 
that's not everybody does that and that says something unique about this person that that they're different that they don't need the you know typical name title email phone number on their card you know what that says a little something different about you so that that goes along with building your brand so i think one of the things that um one of our other professionals talked about one of our clients uh, you know, he says that the golf professional does wear so many different hats. And so making sure that your brand is consistent, no matter where you are, what you're doing, just makes it that more important to have a good image of yourself. Yeah. And we're talking mostly when I say that I wouldn't recommend that to a director of golf. Sure. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. recommend that to a teaching professional. Um, but if you're a director of golf or you're a head professional, what a great way to communicate with, if you're on a public course, people you don't see every day, or if you're at a private facility, what a great way to connect with some of your members, you know, on a little, a little, uh, you know, more personal level to where you can see, you know, you don't have to, you, you can interact when you need to, you know, and, and the nice thing about Twitter is too, is you can create lists, mm -hmm. you know, where you can put, if you're the director of golf, you have, you have a list of just the membership of the members that are on Twitter. And, um, you know, you check, you can check that list just as often as you check your other feed. And, um, and comment, you know, if someone's doing something with their kids or their kids just won a, you know, a, a pageant or whatever, hit a home run in a golf, in a, in a baseball, you know, a, a tournament or something like that, you know, why not? You think we're going to start to see that more in the future of a uh, director of golf's connecting with their membership like that or head pros, anyone should you know, connecting with their membership like that. I, I, they should. I mean, why not? It it's so much easier to it's not it, it's easier it's more convenient it's more personal you know is we, it more personal I think it's more personal I mean it's not going to replace it doesn't replace in person but you know if you're at a if you're a, uh, if you're at a private facility let's say you have three hundred members you know there are members that are seasonal members that you're not going to see all year what a great way to stay in touch with them mm -hmm. I mean I I, I want to know how many directors of golf general managers, head pros that are at private facilities that, that don't see their members 365, how, how they stay in touch with them. Sure. I guarantee, yeah. I guarantee you that they are not, if it, let's say, let's say out of that 300, there's a hundred and let's just say a hundred that are seasonal that come and go, or they just don't see on a regular basis. I might even be, I might even be high, but, um, are they emailing them? Hey, what's going on? I mean, how uh, to me that's up the phone and calling them. Yeah, I mean, to me that's not that that's not personal. So yeah. I say when I say more personal, I mean it's more personal than any other platform. <laughs> than not doing it. Than yeah, than <laughs> obviously if you can talk with them every day and shake three hundred members' hands and have a conversation with them, you know nothing's going to beat that. But okay, the next back next back. What do you think? I mean, is that so? No, no, that's good. I, I really think that um, that connecting that that it's obviously we talk about this all the time, and it's going to be more and more in the future. And you know that that's the way things are moving is towards Facebook and Twitter and, and these social platforms that uh, definitely mobile platforms as well that are going to uh, connect people in different ways that we've never thought possible. So. But let's let's move from the the PGA professional. I think we we've, we've covered a good some good topics on the PGA professional's brand uh, and their image, and move it towards golf courses, golf courses image, and and we're in the online. This is all about technology. A lot of the stuff we do. So let's talk about their online brand. 
not just their website. What are a lot of golf courses doing wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the problem is, is that, you know, we talk about this is that they, they, there's so many things the golf professional is responsible for. And I think a lot of golf pros are like, you want me to do what? (laughs) You want me to add another hat? I already do, you know, 18,000 things. I'm busy enough. Now you want me to do Twitter, you know, get out of here. But, you know, why not, why not take the thing, why not take the things that you're doing, um, that you're doing or that you're not doing, why, why do you think that are not working? Take those, take those elements and replace them with Twitter and Facebook. You know, example, do you really need to, um, I don't know, do you really need to sit down with somebody talking about a billboard, you know, well, I'm going to do, do advertisements on a billboard. Do you really need to have um, meetings that last an hour? How many people uh, schedule meetings for 30 minutes or 60 minutes? Why not a seven-minute meeting? <laughs> We've talked about this. Absolutely. We do that. Yeah, being way more efficient with your time, especially the golf. Golf pros are super busy. So, okay, <clears throat> so you're talking about you think a lot of golf courses have golf professionals that aren't. <laughs> Uh, properly utilizing their time, and, and you think it might be too much for them to work on these social platforms to build their course's image? You think that's that's part of the struggle with with golf courses that don't have a good online brand? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think that they think the barrier. I mean, the barriers to entry on this are low as you can get. Yeah, it's pretty easy to learn, right? Ex- yeah. Oh, yeah. And and but I yeah I think that I think that the the main resistance to it is why do I need to do this? How much money am I going to make from it? And you know they're focused on and rightfully so. You have owners to answer to. You have bottom lines to answer to. Is you know <laughs> how is this helping me today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it going to get right now? But we you know we talk about. I mean, you want to yeah, talk about, about laying, laying the ground foundation? I mean, yeah. Well, we talked about that in our first podcast about it, that it's a long play. It's not the instant gratification and everything, you know. And when you say when you say long play, let, let's let's be, let's use real numbers. What, what, give us some numbers, Eric. What do you what do you think when you say long play? Sure. What's what's a head golf professional need to do? If, if you if a head golf professional, which we talk to all the time, mm-hmm. so let's just make this kind of just throw it out there, sat, sits down with us and says, "Guys, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing." How, what, what do I need to do? Tell me what I need to do. So if we were to give them a little roadmap, mm-hmm. maybe a day, weekly, monthly, yearly roadmap, what would you do? For their, for their golf course we're talking Go, about. Promoting their golf course, whether it's public, private, semi-private resort, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Yeah. I love, let's, so a little roadmap, <clears throat> what we'd start with for a golf course, let's assume all things are equal, being website, Facebook, Twitter, and everything, that they just have, let's say, mediocre website, mediocre followings on their social platforms. I would say we're going to start with your website, right? They're going to learn how to update it at least. At least update the content, make sure everything is up to date. That's the first thing we don't see. And so that, that's just at least so when people drive it back to there from these social platforms, we're going to talk about it in a minute, at least it's a good place to get information. Okay, now you're talking about the long play. We just said, what's a good time frame? So let's say we hopped into Twitter. Now, let's start with Facebook, right? A good Facebook page for your golf course. 
We want to get some likes on there. We're going to get some traffic. So that means the golf pro would have to be a little active uh, in posting things that are that are somewhat interesting on their Facebook page. Maybe a video of what's going on at the golf course right now. Maybe an instructional tip. Maybe they get the superintendent on there uh, showing something about the golf course, a tree that went down, whatever. They planted new greens, something like that. Um, maybe you get the retail, you know, the merchandiser um, in there talking about what's new in the shop this season. Say these are some great new shoes or there's terrific new shirts, whatever it may be. So uh, start with some interesting content. Let's just say, you know, actionable plan here. Start out slow, you know, two to three times a week. And, and doing that for like six months. Well, what you just said was, mm-hmm. you know, why not? We have courses that do this right now. Why not? have the food and beverage manager hey every wednesday yeah they can post it themselves every wednesday you're doing we, we need an update we need what's going on what's hot in food and beverage sure what's not what, what are we doing we changed our menu etc etc sure. thursdays superintendent mm-hmm. whatever the days are but the thing is the point is is that you can you can break it up into probably seven categories to where every day that person has it is responsible for so you're delegating out yeah. kind of the social media yeah you let your the content you, responsibility you let your team do it you know you let That's your team perfect. doing it and you know maybe the head you know the head pro or the director of golf whoever is going to be ultimately responsible for this um you know it is maybe he has to update maybe you know maybe he's doing it more than more than um you know once a week but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it, it's he doesn't have to do it every day five times a day Right, right. So, so that's that's perfect. So that that's a really good start. So your start, you, I'd say, start there. Get get everybody, you know, get the responsibilities down, get the roles down, and then what you have to go along with that is start asking everybody to like your page, what in person. Say, hey, everybody, we're on Facebook. We're going to be posting regular good information on there. Check us out, like us, and comment back and forth. Tell us, you know, give us your feedback. Tell us if you want to see something new in the shop. If you want to see something new in the golf course, if you want something new in the menu on the, uh, you know, in the grill, let us know on Facebook. Let's interact there. And then that's going to start to really gain some traction and, and put it elsewhere as well. Don't just ask people in person. I mean, do that as well. Um, post it around the golf shop. If you put flyers around, put it in the, maybe on your scorecards, maybe in the cart sign on your golf carts, put it up there, put your Facebook URL, the whole URL. Because that's uh, Nick's pet peeve. Don't just put find us on like on Facebook. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like us on Facebook. That's right. Um, and uh, and also, if you do a newsletter, put a link in there to your Facebook page. If you do an email newsletter, or if you do like a PDF or like a printed newsletter, put it in there as well. Just get the word out every way you can. Put it everywhere. Eric, how many people do you think at the PGA show? How many people do you think at the PGA show have a smartphone? Have a smartphone? Yeah. Golf prof- uh, professional, like PJ professionals, not buyer. I mean, even, I guess you can throw in their buyers Everybody. as well. Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd say like 80, 80%. At Eight. least. And then, and then what do the other ones have? Other ones have like Blackberry. Like, like a Blackberry. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Blackberry. You can call that a smartphone. Yeah, it's not a smartphone. Not a smartphone. Uh, Blackberry, no. they might have a uh, still flip, flip phone. phone. Yeah. yeah. I think 80% is probably. Yeah, I would maybe go a little bit, but I understand. Yeah, it's let's be conservative, say eighty percent. So, how many of those? Let's just use eighty percent. What percentage of that do you think when they're walking around the show 
took photos of products at the booths, whether it's apparel, golf clubs, whatever, do you think took photos and posted it to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram? Ooh, I don't, I don't, I'd probably only, out of those people that have smartphones, I'd probably only say like 40%. Wow. I I wouldn't think that many people. Oh. How about you? What do you think? I wasn't even going to give them double digits. Oh, oh, you're thinking less than 10% of people I, did I, that. I, that's where I would put my money. Mm-hmm. That Eric, you're, I mean, every, people that know Eric know he's very optimistic. 40%, you think that 40% of golf pros posted it to Facebook. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the answer. I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing out my case, yeah. But I'm just saying, I would, I would guess somewhere closer to like 1% or 2 3% of people okay. that have smartphones at the show. Okay do that so where we take us down this road where are you going with it why is it not 80 why is it not or why is it not a hundred percent that's what i'm saying so why are you not why are you not if you have a facebook page or a twitter page what what a missed opportunity to interact with your entire membership or your entire community okay that's where i'm going with that is that okay is that what what uh, what an opportunity it is to to for three days or two days or whatever how many days you're at the show when you're walking around to take a photo with your phone how that is the easiest almost the easiest thing to do is especially if you have an iPhone you click on the you click on the home button and you and now they have the little camera on the on the front there you just flip that up and take mm-hmm. a photo so you're saying it's, it's super easy to generate content nowadays and interesting things to put. On your Facebook page, yeah, and and super that, easy. And you know, we told a lot of our clients that um, before the show was to, to, to do that. And I know we've been following a few of them. I know, I know the handful have, and you know, and they're. I, I'm going to be interested to talk with them and see what kind of um, feedback they've gotten from their membership doing that. Sure. Okay, right. so so let's jump back on the actionable train here. Of, of how to get this thing going for for a golf club, the long play that we were talking about, we never got to answer this question. So, so that's where somewhere you can start super easy is with that Facebook page. If you want to get into Twitter, I'd say like you know six to, to six months to a year get into Twitter. Once you've really built a strong Facebook following, then you know, and it also depends on what your situation is. Maybe if you've got a lot younger crowd that you're trying to cater to, whether you're you know maybe you're a public course or a uh, resort and you're really trying to get younger people in and play. If you're an older, you know, private club with an older membership, maybe, you know, maybe a lot of your members are much more on Facebook than they are on Twitter. So you don't need to get in Twitter right away. Um, but you know, if you're a younger club, maybe you're going to start getting on Twitter, but the whole goal of it is that it's going to take, I'd say I'd give it at least a full year of consistent posting. And that's just going to start. That's a solid base to start your fan base and to start to build those relationships. Once you get into year two, then people are kind of getting it trained to be like, Oh, this is, this is where I go. This is where I go to interact with the club, find out what's going on, what's coming up. Mm-hmm. And then after, after year two, then, then you're kind of solid. You, you've built those relationships. People come to expect that. And that's where they, they know to go to interact with you. It's no different than building a, a lesson base. A student base. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very similar. Who, who, who moves to a – obviously, if you just move clubs in the same town, that's a different story. But if you move from California to New York, 
where are your where are your customer you know where are your students coming from you know you, you're gonna it's gonna take you a it's gonna take you some time it's gonna take you some hustle to build up that that student base it's the same thing on and on anything you do you know like you yeah. were saying it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time but doing it now means you don't have to do it later exactly and the sooner you start and the thing is that if you do it later it's gonna be too late yeah. Because Twitter and Facebook are not going to be relevant, at least in the form that we know them now in a few years. They're going to get saturated. Maybe you just have to learn how to do something else. <laughs> but it's the an, next big thing. Yeah it's, yeah, it's embracing that, though. <laughs> but you know, I don't want people to think that, hey, these podcasts are all about you know, just Facebook and Twitter and social media. You know, we're, we're covering a whole lot of topics. We've got a lot of interviews that, we're gonna, that, uh, that, that we did at the PGA show that um, we'll be following this podcast. And, um, you know, we're talking, we're going to talk about everything from content generation, really going to run the gamut. I mean, we're just, Mm -hmm. you know, merchandising, merchandising. I mean, the hot topic has been Facebook and Twitter. So we wanted to make sure we got that in a little early. Yeah. And this is, this is more of a branding uh, episode as well. You know, working on your image. And the one thing that, that I see as well in golf courses that we don't see, and this is strong. I know we're going to be interviewing, uh, Carl Alexander, whose father is a famous uh, photographer, mm-hmm. he took that famous picture of Ben Hogan that I'm sure everybody, every golfer's probably seen when Hogan's in his finish there. And um, that's going to be a fun interview. It is going to be a fun interview. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to speak with him. Yeah. And um, but but speaking of photography, there one thing I see with a lot of golf courses that they don't do well enough. Some golf courses do it terrific. Uh, some golf courses have no problem uh, with good course photography. You know, resorts, maybe they've got a marketing company that already does all this information. But, you know, your mom-and-pop golf courses, maybe uh, if you've got an individual owner who's never really been in the marketing aspect of it, um, they need good, solid photography, good professional photography, good light, you know, the whole nine yards, having a real professional. Instead of just somebody come out there with a point-and-click camera, maybe a member, and snap a few photos in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? So that is something that I think... Uh, golf courses need to do better and you can barter for that yeah oh yeah you know what could you barter free golf know, right? free golf i mean you have <laughs> free range, golf. range membership free lessons membership. i mean yeah, you name absolutely. it you know you basically can name it you get a lot of leverage yeah um and to, that can be used anywhere right yeah. like on your website not just your website your, your twitter photo your facebook photo your linkedin everything I mean, exactly yeah yeah so that's exactly. that's one quick tidbit that i think uh golf courses need to improve their image there simple simple thing so so do we want to get into um we've got some really good feedback on our website yeah the, we, well, on, well uh, with the with the image here real quick oh, some, yeah, something yeah. that something that i think a lot of golf courses don't even pay attention to okay is their google places Ooh, their business listing. Their business listing. Yes. Do Do you want to tell? There's a lot of listeners out here that have no idea what we're talking about right now, mm. and it's not their fault. It's just that you know Google doesn't really promote that a whole lot unless you're really looking for it. You gotta kind of know it. You gotta yeah. You either know it or you hope to know somebody that knows that because you know it's like Google doesn't make a big a big stink about it. Can you talk to some people about <clears throat> or you know talk to our listeners about what that is and how important that is to make sure that that Definitely. information is accurate and Definitely. it's free. Oh, that is, that is, yeah, that's another big thing we see that golf courses don't, don't often correct because Google, um, 
What Google business listings, that's what they started as. Now it's moved to what's called Google Places. You can go to Google and type that in, Google Places, and you'll see what it's all about. Um, but it's really their business listings. Originally, way back when, Google tried to basically index every business out there into one huge database and, and integrate it with Google Maps. So you can just go to Google Maps and type in, uh, you know, Atlanta Golf Course. And you see all the pins drop down, and they'd have... Uh, every golf course in Atlanta pinned on that map. And if you, if that golf course never claimed that business listing and updated that information, then Google, you know, Google tried to do everybody and they didn't get everybody's information correct, or your number may have changed or whatever. Um, but if you don't claim that business listing, then that information will be completely incorrect. And the reason why that's so important is because everybody's using Google Maps to find you for deriving directions or just searching on the web. That's going to come up as like a top, top listing. So um, what, what we've seen before is, uh, you know, golf courses with completely incorrect addresses, phone numbers. And what's really bad is if they have bad reviews. Because yep. Google, Google mm -hmm. Business Listing allows people to go in there and write a review. So if you've got a review on there and you've never even seen your listing on Google, um, you may have some bad reviews that you need to kind of get in check or see why they were bad, improve on that, and try to get back to that person. Because you don't want other people looking at that review. You don't want that bad information out there about you. Um, but that, that's, that's what Google Business Listings and Google Places are. And that information is, if you have an iPhone mm -hmm. and you're typing in, you're searching... The using, I'm, I'm assuming most people have abandoned the Apple Maps, <laughs> um, and have has downloaded the Google Maps app. That's the information they're pulling from, right? And if that information isn't correct, I mean, we, uh, we've dealt with golf courses that their address is completely wrong, right? Not right. even close. Right. I mean, not even in the vicinity, miles miles off, and. Never been corrected. Probably, it's probably, it's probably like that for 10 years. <laughs> and, and, and not only just your address as well, but putting your website in there. If it doesn't have your website, you want to make sure it has that so people can click through and read more about you. You can put photos and, in there? Oh, yeah. You can, put, you can fill out your entire profile, which I think is mandatory. It's a must-do for golf courses. And doing something like that, it's not – something we emphasize a lot is not – it's not like, oh, I got a minute. Let me update that. Yeah. Like put that in your calendar. That's a serious task. Put that in your calendar to say instead of a, instead of some, you know, pointless meeting with a rep or something like that, um, you know, schedule a meeting to update your Google business listing. I mean, it takes for us it would take a few minutes. Right. So let's round it to like a half hour. You know, just you know, just take your time. You know what I mean? Like people don't know; they're not comfortable with it, all that kind of stuff. And it's going to take some time to navigate. And especially if you want to load, I mean, if you want to load photos and all that kind of stuff, it's going to take a little bit more time too. But you really could go; you can spend a good half hour, forty-five minutes, and make that perfect, mm -hmm. and never have to touch it again. Mm -hmm. You know, you never have to touch it again. So it's not like it's something that you have to do every day. Yeah. So that's something but, for your golf course. Make sure your Google, you know, places Google business listing is up to date. So. Um, but that, that this ties directly right into your image. Absolutely. People are going to see that first. If they've never been to your golf course before, they know nothing about you. And that's the first thing they see is a bad review. They're 
probably not coming to your course. If there's a competitor close by, they're going to go over there. So, well, Eric, right. we got, I mean, yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, got some really great feedback so far from just two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fun. We got some email questions. We got a couple on Twitter and we got a couple on, uh, through, through the website, uh, one through email about, um, just some questions that people wanted to ask. Yeah. Let's let's hear some user. I I have some, I have some random ones here that, um, picked out a few, picked out a few. And let me, let me just, let me see. Let's let's answer a few listener questions. Uh, How do I make money with my website? Ah, yes. Great question. We get this that's a, a lot. That's a loaded question, but yeah. that's a was good this a one. golf pro or a golf course that sent that in? Uh, this was. This looked like it was a golf professional. Okay. This was. He didn't. He didn't put a web. He just. I don't want to. I don't want to throw his name out there because he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Okay. So he asked, "How do I make money with my website?" So yep. let's assume this is a golf professional. Well, you can you can make money through your website by advertising your services and getting more lessons. That, that I would suggest that's that's the main way to make money through your website is, is to advertise yourself on there, put all your services on there, show some videos of how good a teacher you are, and, and get more lessons. But I assume he probably wasn't asking that question. He's no. probably asking, how can my money generate? Yeah, how can my website generate money? My website generate. <laughs> well, there's, there's uh, I heard recently a really interesting, and I haven't looked into this yet, so... It is from a credible source. Okay. This 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 uh, this bit of information I'm about to share is that they're testing people now. They're testing young you know younger kids now, like teenagers and and you know people in their early twenties, and they are blocking out the right side of a website. What do you mean blocking out? Like they're blind? Physically can't see it. Physically, when they look at a website, they don't even look. And you know, after after hearing that. I notice I do that. So the, next time, next time you're kind of glazing over, you're not even paying attention. Next time it. you're on a website, see if you can catch yourself just ignoring the right side of a website. Okay, and why is that? Because, because what? Yeah, for years, especially you know back in the '90s and, and early part of this century, was uh, people are um, people put ads there. Mm-hmm. You know, banner ads, big banner ads, right? Banner ads everywhere. Tough to navigate a website. Tough to get information if I'm a student or a customer, and I got to navigate through the sea of banner ads. And yeah, like I said, I, I don't have. I, I wish I had a source for this. I, I wish I, I. I wanted to follow up looking on that, and I just it slipped my mind until just now. But um, there, there, like I said, the source was credible. Mm-hmm. But look seriously, blocking out the right side of a website. Okay, so basically, what you're trying to say is that uh, putting banner ads on a website is a bad idea. I think it's a horrible idea. Okay, okay, so let's rule that one out. But that is an option, though, right? Of you course, you sign up for Google AdSense and maybe put some banner ads on your website. I think I'm, we're not. I'm not against advertising. You know, we're not against people. Um, selling advertising spots, I think listing them down the right side of a website or across the website is just not the right way to do it. I think you can do it kind of like what Hollywood did. You know, Hollywood did this, started this probably like 15 years ago. I, well, I think we all remember, maybe a lot of us remember, like, remember Wayne's World? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Sure. With, who was it, Mike Myers and who? Mm, oh, um, 
Dana, was it Dana? Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey, yeah. And remember when they were, they did the scene to where they're like eating, like they're drinking Pepsi and they're <laughs> eating the Domino's. So what I'm saying is, is that, um, product placement, product placement. we call that. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. Is that, is that, that, those are ways to do that. I can care less about the Nike golf logo or ad on the right side of the website. So there's more creative ways to advertise and get sponsors than just put bad air, putting banner ads on a website. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're, you know, we're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we give out, we do, um, we're plugging we, golf web design all the time. Well, but we do, we do articles for, for just cause of what we've done. We do articles for PJ magazine. We're ongoing contributors to that. Um, and you know, we started this podcast to give out information. Well, I mean, people hear this information and they, you know, people want to be with a players. I mean, they want to be with people that that are active and that know what they're talking about. And we get, you know, we get business from, we're not doing this to get business. It's just a, it's just an indirect result of, of, of doing this kind of stuff. And, you know, people want to be with people that know what they're doing and are not going to BS them. And, you know, it's, like I said, we did, we do this to help our fellow golf professionals. It's fun. We get to talk. I get to listen to Eric and learn some stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's, there's other ways of doing it. You know, we're doing it with, away from our website, but doing it with, to answer this question in particular, doing it on the website, why not in blog articles? You know, mention in, in, those products in the blog articles, mention yeah. those products in there mm-hmm. when you're, when you're, um, you well, know, so obviously, hold on, so yeah, we back yeah, up, you yeah. still got to find the sponsors first. Well, right? yeah, it, you got to find the people that want to advertise on your website yeah, or but, sponsor you, whatever, give you money. Yeah. I mean, you get, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still got to find that. So, how would you suggest a person goes about finding those those products or those sponsors? Well, you have to build. See, the thing is, is that everyone's everyone with you know everyone can get a website. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to be good, but everyone can get a website. So you have to have you have to have a product that somebody wants. An advertiser is going to want. So you can't walk into the local Cadillac dealership and say, "Hey, I'm Joe Pro, and you know, hey, I want you know, five hundred bucks a year, let's say, to advertise. I'll put your stuff on my website." If he take if, if the guy's like, "Yeah, heck yeah, hey, we'll do it." I mean, great. But if you know that that's, I don't think that's going to happen. They're probably going to laugh at you. Yeah, they're probably going to be like, okay, whatever. You know, I can. Why am I going to do that? What What are your numbers? So, it's building your image, building your brand, building your product. Your product is not just golf instruction. Your product, you're really. I mean, you're selling yourself. You're selling, you know, the whole entire package. That's why you know dressing nice and you know having ironing your pants, all these things, <laughs> you know. Um, directly reflect you. I mean, if you want to the lesson tee with a wife beater on, that says something about you. If you go out there with a button down and a tie, that says something completely different. So anyways, you can, you know, I think you need to build up your brand. I think you need to build up your service before you even can think of trying to get money from your website. Okay. That's so, so bottom line for this listener that submitted that question, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough to to make money directly from your website. Uh, you can make a few pennies here and there, but in our opinion, really not worth it putting putting the big banner ads on there and trying to get a few clicks. 
through there. It's really more about, you know, build up your brand first, build a reputation, build a personality, and form some relationships maybe with some, some good sponsors that you like their product and, uh, and, and, you, and offer valuable ways to pitch their product to, to where it might be interested to their audience. You know, here's audience. Another, one more thing. Talk to us because I'm going to get mad if I start talking about this. Talk to us, Eric, about I'm a golf professional and I want to film videos and write articles and I want to charge a membership. Mm, so you want to build a membership-based site and sell access to your website, whereas a user can log in and view those videos and pay maybe a monthly fee. Yeah. We see this all the time uh, in requests from clients to Golf Web Design asking for this type of functionality. And the tough thing about it, now this is a way to make money, sure, you can make money from your website like this. Any kind of membership-based website might generate a little bit of money for you. You've got to be providing really valuable content. All the time. All the time. Yeah, consistently. You can't just throw up a few videos up there the first month and expect them to keep paying just so they can keep looking at those same videos because they're going to blow through those the first month and that's it and say, all right, what am I paying for? So this valuable content that you may, maybe you're providing some really awesome content, but uh, odds are if you're in the golf space and you're just doing golf instruction, even if it's kind of specialized, it's more than likely on YouTube already. Or maybe not YouTube, maybe Vimeo, maybe anywhere on the internet. There is so much quality instruction and videos and tips and things and articles that you can find online on the web that are free, that people don't have to pay for. If people see all this and they're like, hmm, free or $20 a month? What am I going to choose? Oh, free, and I get millions and millions of videos to choose? Oh, I'm probably going to use that. So, yeah, we do see this a lot, and we're, we're not saying don't do it. I am. You can do it. Nick's saying don't do it. But I'm saying you've really got to have some super special content in order to, to build a site like that. I, I don't I, – I'll, I'll take it a step further and say I don't care what kind of content you have. You, don't, you think – Yeah. Give it away. I think you should too. I mean, the, th the thing is with the with you know that's what's so great about the internet is that uh, <laughs> who are you to? I mean, you know, we we work with web developers and uh, you know programmers and you know super super smart people, and they give away everything. Mm -hmm. You're, they're making money other ways. That's not how you make money. That's how you build your image. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to know why when you when at the end of the day you're not going to make any you. You're not going to make any money from charging for content Yeah, in, it's, in, the, it's, in the long run. I mean, yeah. what are you going to make? A couple hundred bucks? Is it even worth it? Why don't you, if you charge $100 a lesson, just go give two more lessons and it makes all your money for the year. Why even right. waste your time doing it? Exactly. Exactly. I, I just I, – I, we tell – and we've told this and I know that clients – I mean potential clients, they've, they've gone elsewhere and that's fine. I mean we um, – you know, they got to do what they think is right. I'm just saying, if you come to us and you want our honest opinion, we're in this space all the time. This is, you know, all we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, you know, we work a lot of hours and, and do a lot of research. And I know, Eric, you know, you starting to do a lot of seminars and and uh, speaking engagements in the web web community, web space. And uh, so it's not like, you know, we're we're sitting in some kind of cave somewhere, you know, 
stuck in the stuck in the nineties. I mean, this you could you could have made money. You could have done this back in the nineties. Sure. Well, yeah. When there's no other content yeah. out there, you you could have yeah. made money online doing exactly that, but not right. in 2013. There's so much free content out there. And if you take take a page from kind of the web development community's book uh, on open source and and open source code, open source platforms, anything like that, the the whole kind of theory behind it, at least in my head, is that it's open source. You you, you show everybody the source code. You know what you're working on. That allows them to take your source code and make improvements to it. Because your, your stuff's not going to be bang on every time. But if you can get a community of people helping build that open source code and everybody's using it kind of for the same purpose, it only gets better and better and better. Then then only you could sit there and make it. So so that whole open source philosophy kind of can go right along with this. Is you know put your content out there for free, and if it's good, people are going to see that. And want to come to you for those lessons, and you're going to get more and more business based off of that. Not just you know charging for that one video that may be super duper special. So, so so Nick, do we? Uh, I think we kind of kind of hit that. Uh, yeah, we that get. I, was, I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, we do get yeah. that a lot. I mean, that's that you know, and uh, we get. We'll have to save the rest of these questions, um, you know, for you know for our next podcast, but. Um, yeah, I just, I think, we call, I just, you know, th- that is a topic that we hear all the time. So we're very passionate about it. So good question. John. That was, that was and, a good you know, question. And, I'm glad somebody sent that. You know, in. like I said, we, we, I'm sure we'll get, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get some more feedback. <laughs> we'll, on get the, that. we'll get another question next week about that, but absolutely. Um, you know, and, uh, if, if you found a way to make money on your website, you know, more, hey. po- more power to, we're not saying there's not ways to make money and let us know too. Yeah. We want to hear it. We know we share, we share all the stuff that we learn. Um, with yeah, know, we want to we want to tell us about it, and we want to share it uh, with the other professionals that might be listening for ways to do that out there. So start start with basically to to sum that up. Start with a start with a a good website that has really good content, really good photography. Uh, that you start engaging a lot of your students and build that up. Get them used to, like Eric said earlier, get them used to. Uh, going there and finding information there and, uh, you know, get them accustomed to, to really interacting with you on that platform. Then you can do things. It's, you know, you making, you making your money selling packages, you know, you're making your money selling more lessons. You're making your money, you know, doing all of a sudden that kind of stuff leads to corporate events and, you know, it, it just snowballs from there. So making money directly from your website it's not impossible, but I I think from a golf point, golf pro standpoint, it's difficult. Absolutely. You know, I, I think that if you have if if you're a golf professional and you have a um and you have a team, if you have like an assistant that all they do is you know they do basically you know what you tell them to do all day, yeah, then there's we we can have a conversation we can have conversations about that. But there's no golf pros I know that just has a lackey that follows them around all day. <laughs> So, anyways, for golf professionals, I think that's how you in the golf space. That's how you need to do it. Love it, but love it. Um, anyways, Eric, where can where can people find us? People can find us on Twitter at the Big Golf Show or Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Big Golf Show, and our website thebiggolfshow.com. You can listen to our podcast directly on the website. Oh, and 
Uh, go to iTunes, go to podcasts, type in The Big Golf Show. If you've got an iPhone, an iPad, or any iOS device, uh, you can download the podcast app and subscribe to us directly right there. Perfect. And feel free, submit. they can submit questions, right? Submit questions, yeah, at thebiggolfshow.com. You can submit a question right through our online form right there. Or give us a shout on Twitter or Facebook and submit a question, and we'd love to... Uh, to talk about it here on the show, or if you got somebody that you think we should interview on the show, yeah, we have we have a we have an awesome awesome lineup coming up here do. of of people that a lot of national award winners, people that are uh, very well known people coming up here that that are very they're well known because they're very experienced and they they do a lot of things really they do things really well they do they got some really really good ideas on what's going on in the industry how to how to do things how to work. Some really good advice. So we love chatting with those guys, and um, you know, like like Eric said, if you have a recommendation of someone in your in your local area or your section that you think would be would be great on one of our podcasts to share a lot of their knowledge and what they're doing, and have a conversation with us about uh, growing the business, uh, let us know. Yeah, stay tuned for more. 